Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks. This is week 72, and you're listening to The Tailgate, where we discuss everything going on outside of Texas Tech sports. If you want to catch what we have for you this week in Texas Tech, go check out our Club Red episode where we discuss sweeping the Longhorns and dominating Oklahoma. Uh, But for this episode, we've got a little NBA action to cover. Uh, No NFL news this week, so it probably will be a short tailgate for you guys this week. But first, make sure you're following us on Apple and Spotify. Hit us with those five-star ratings. We would greatly appreciate it. And if you're on Apple, hit us with the review as well. Let us know what you like and maybe what you don't like. We're always looking to get better here at Tailgate Talks. Follow us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Tailgate underscore Talks. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to follow us personally, you can follow Dustin on Twitter at DustinWimmer22. You can also follow myself at Calvin B. Barrett. And lastly, we got a YouTube channel. We've been a little slow on that lately as we go through a transition phase here, but we do have a YouTube channel. We'll try to get back to posting on there weekly when we get the chance. And also email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com if you have any inquiries or questions that you want to send to the pod. All that being said, let's get into this week's tailgate. All right, NBA All-Star Weekend is over. We are reaching the final stretch of the regular season with about 20 games left for everybody on the schedule. But let's recap All-Star Weekend. Team LeBron wins the All-Star Game. Team LeBron moves to 5-0 all-time in winning the All-Star Game. LeBron James, a better GM for the All-Star Game than he is for his own team. That's true. It is a lot easier when you get to pick guys like Steph Curry, <laughs> uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and all those kind of guys for your team. But ultimately, another win for LeBron. The Elam ending kind of was another success as LeBron hit the game winner in Cleveland. Uh, Dustin, did you have any thoughts on the All-Star game? Yeah, the ending was cool. We knew everybody in the building knew LeBron was going to get that ball. I mean, even the guys on the other team said we knew he was going to get it and he was going to shoot it. And he shot a ridiculous fadeaway, like, and had to turn – he turned the wrong way into it. Like, yeah. Like, made it even harder and still drained it. I think the Elam ending for stuff like that is cool because, I mean, it's already a pretty made-up basketball game anyways. So, yeah, why not change the rules a little bit? Um, so, that was cool. LeBron was trying to take a lot of credit for Cleveland having three All-Stars this season. Yeah. Um, he's, he's not a Cav, so if that – it's not how that works. But don't LeBron. close the door on it, Dustin. Don't close I, the door. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. But uh, watching Steph was a lot of fun. It's ridiculous when he gets on these streaks, and it doesn't matter if it's an all-star game or a regular game. He can just start shooting it from wherever he wants and turns around and starts going back on defense or high five in the front row and goes off for, like, 50. Like, it's, yeah, so, he makes it look so easy. It's yeah, so, so fun if, to watch. If you are unaware, Steph Curry dropped 16 threes in the All-Star game on his way to winning the MVP award. Uh, he was lighting it up. Yeah, there was some great clips of him just shooting it and completely turned around while the ball is reaching its pinnacle of its trip towards the basket. Great pictures of it. Good weekend for Team LeBron. Elam ending. 
I've enjoyed it in the all-star game. I think it definitely makes a meaningless game kind of a little more fun. I heard a discussion about this and that's, it just popped into my head. So I thought I'd bring it up here. If you're the G league and if you're also thinking about doing this NBA in season tournament, do you, would you use the Elam ending there? I think the G league definitely Definitely. needs to, because the G league sucks. Nobody pays attention to it. I'd say definitely both sides, (laughs) both parts of that. Yeah. I think season tournament G league, if you're any other league trying stuff out, just do it. Like I think it'd be fun for the NBA to incorporate in some other ways. Now, I don't yeah. think you can do it in regular season games, but maybe like preseason, maybe summer league, uh, maybe G League. And if you do this in-season tournament, I think that would be an interesting way of of doing it is having the Elam ending for that. But it's yeah. it definitely a fun – like a, I'll watch the tournament games, you know, um, the, the basketball tournament that they do with like former college players because oh, yeah, it gets really fun when they put that target score up there and you got both well, teams going. That's for what it. happened in the All Star game. Yeah, the team Durant tied up the game and or was down like one, and next bet next bucket would win that game. Like, yeah, it's like a pickup. It turns into a pickup <laughs> game and. Like you can say what you want about pickup games, but those get pretty damn competitive. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to lose that. It kind of turns into that at the end, which is oh, fun I to see you guys playing one like that. Beef about this All Star game, and how, that is how the hell is Kevin Durant going to be captain of this team and pick this team, and then not even be there? Like, I don't care if you can't play. Why can he not be on the bench? Like, couldn't even yeah. show up for his own team. How's the team going to be called Team Durant? And he's not even there. Yeah, and also he's a top 75 player, so he didn't show up for all that either. That's, uh, kinda, yes, good point, too. Tag along there. It's like, kind of weird. That's stupid. Like, yeah. rename the team. <laughs> you lost, or, yeah. you lost that person. Somebody else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> team, uh, team Embiid, Team Joel yeah. Embiid, you know. Like, he lost the privilege of being the captain with that team name because he didn't even want to be there, I guess, with his whatever injury. Like, you can be there and sit on the bench and coach the team. Yeah. And be there for the 75 stuff. So other all-star events took place. Carl Anthony Towns is your three-point champion. Uh, Dustin and myself did not choose him. Dustin That's chose stupid. Zach Levine, and I chose C.J. McCollum. Carl Anthony Towns wins it. And then Obi Toppin is your dunk champion. And, you know, I didn't watch either of them. Um, I didn't really watch any of the All-Star Weekend, to be honest. I didn't watch it, any of that stuff. I watched the game, like the regular game, and that was yeah. it. But the no, other Saturday, things have – Saturday stuff, not at all. Yeah, the other things have not been very fun. A lot of people said this was one of the worst dunk competitions ever. I really just don't know what you do anymore for the dunk contest. If, no. if you're not going to get the premier players that's, to perform that's in That's the it, problem. Like then, yeah. the guys that are in it are not relevant enough to make people watch, and the dunks like just physically cannot get much more different. Yeah, I don't know where there is different creativity with dunks, and especially dudes who are in the NBA who are also trying to not get hurt at the same time that right. they're doing these dunks. So I don't really know what the answer is unless you put like, hey, we're going to give a million dollars to whoever wins or something like that. Unless you make it a huge financial incentive for players that maybe want to do it. I don't really know what the point is of doing this. Anymore. But even then, like most of the top guys aren't they don't need that extra one. No, million yeah. dollars. 
In other NBA news, we have unfortunate injury news to break. Chris Paul broke his thumb last week, and he is out for six to eight weeks uh, because of that. It's the same thumb that he injured uh, several years ago. Unfortunate timing for the Suns, who currently have the best record in the NBA, have aspirations of making it to the championship once again and winning the championship once again. And the key piece in doing that all is Chris Paul. Um, without Chris Paul, the Suns team doesn't rise to this ascension that they've been uh, on these last two years. And so this is a huge injury. Playoffs are in seven weeks. So that's right on his timetable of coming back. You know, I think the Suns are in a great position right now. They have a healthy lead. I don't think there's any fear of them dropping down to a below the two seed right now. I think they are a good enough team, have solid players, have, have really good depth that they're going to be able to maintain and get either a one or two seed in the Western Conference. But does this worry you for the Suns and this potential championship run? Definitely. Their playoff status is good. They're fine there. They're probably going to get the one, two, three seed at the worst. I mean, they got an eight-game lead there. Um, it's really those middle teams that are fighting for some stuff. Maybe Golden State takes over the one. If yeah. Phoenix slips, but Golden State has to get hot. There's only, what, 30-some games left, give or take? 20. They're like 20s. Not even. Around yeah. that. Yeah. So, not great, but it just depends – if and when he can come back and how healthy that finger is. Yeah. And because, you know, he's, he's probably the most important player on that team. He's been that way on the last couple teams he's been on. I mean, the Rockets, mm -hmm. you guys know, know that from y'all's run when he got hurt, it, it crumbled from there. So I don't think Devin Booker can shoulder the entire load with him and Aiton. Um, so if he comes back and is regular Chris Paul, that's great. If not, it could get a little dicey. Can campaign oh, <laughs> find himself from like the first round of last year or whatever round it was that he was going the fuck off in the playoffs last year, <laughs> which was crazy. I'm yeah, not betting I, on that. I feel bad. I would feel bad for the Suns if this derails their chances this year. I think the only good, the good things for them right now are Draymond's out for the Warriors. So that is a big piece for the Warriors that Correct. might not propel them to overtaking the Suns. Um, and, and there's some other, you know, the West, I don't think really is strong other than the teams at the top between, I think this yeah. is the Suns and Warriors to lose. So, uh, yeah, you know, other championship that, contender, you're, you're right there. There's some teams that could make some noise, but not enough to, yeah, should not be enough to dethrone Golden State or Phoenix. But you just hope Chris Paul can get healthy by the start of the playoffs. There's talks that he might need surgery um, uh, in order to, to fix that thumb. But we'll kind of keep you up to date on that news as that would be some significant uh, news for this season moving forward. There's some other news with a player who hasn't been able to suit up this year, but Zion Williamson has been kind of the talk uh, over the last day or so if you – Missed it. J.J. Redick, a former Pelicans teammate, a Duke alum, was on first take with Stephen A. And he called Zion Williamson a detached teammate when it came when C.J. McCollum said that Zion Williamson hasn't reached out to C.J. McCollum yet uh, since C.J. McCollum was traded to the Pelicans. That's a very bizarre thing to happen. And J.J. kind of went on like, hey, 
like regular guys come in and you're supposed to be, like send them a text, say, Hey, what's up? And this Seriously. isn't just anybody. This is CJ McCollum. Who's the head of the NBA players. He's the president of the players. <laughs> he's like a pretty important dude in the NBA. He's and he's like good. an established made guy. Like, yeah. He's not like, you know, this three, four, five year getting good guy. No, he's been an established dude. A great, a beloved player in the NBA. All sorts of players love him, go on his podcasts all the time. So just an overall good dude, and you can't even reach out and text him and say what's up. And there's just a lot of reports that he's not really in on this Pelicans team, kind of really never was from the get-go. Hasn't kept himself in shape in order to play. He's been injured. And so brings the question, and there's a lot of talk around the NBA, will he be the first, like, rookie to not take that rookie extension that every single rookie takes because it's guaranteed money. And will he seek to go somewhere else and not take the possible stability of, you know, having that money, despite you being a injured player for, you know, the majority of your career so far, what do you think on this? This is a pretty bizarre situation and something that really hasn't happened in the NBA before. Yeah. Would he do it? But also what would the Pelicans even do it? Like, why wouldn't they wouldn't they just cut bait with them you know i mean they're in yeah. a similar situation like if he's not they they knew like coming into it like he's a roll of the dice if he's on the floor and it hits it's a you know very huge ceiling. franchise changing thing huge yeah you're going to sell a ton of tickets franchise changing guys are going to want to come play with that but they knew there was a huge risk with those those feet and the lower body injuries, and that's where it's his size. Yeah, and but, I mean, at some point, you kind of just got to cut bait and let some let him be somebody else's problem too. And especially if he's going to start being a locker room issue when he's not even in the locker room, I wouldn't blame either side for wanting it. Yeah, if you're the Pelicans, this is just another complete failure. You know what happened with AD, oh, and sure. then he comes into Zion. But you know, an interesting thing. Uh, that was brought up is that the Pelicans are starting to send out their season ticket requests again. And the names it's CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram and Jonas Valanciunas. There isn't any Zion Williamson mentioned in there. Wouldn't he be like at the forefront of it? So just some other, just some weird things going on with this organization. And so, yeah, it would kind of make sense for both sides here. But if you're Zion, I'm sure there are teams that are lining up that are going to in that money to try to bring oh, that in sure. but somebody would take a flyer on him and say we can fix him and for most teams why would you not yeah but it's it's very bizarre you, you tend to see like guys in the nba out and about from time to time you know through somebody else's you know yeah twitter or something hey you just ran in zion has just disappeared this year there has been yeah. like no no photo of him, no videos of him, nothing at all. I, I just is he does even he exist? with the team? Like, is he doing stuff at the team uh-uh. facility? He, I, I don't think so. so. I no. know at the beginning of the year he didn't start there. Yeah, but I didn't know if that has progressed and maybe at some point in his rehab now he's back in the facility. He's been in like Oregon or somewhere like somewhere training and trying to get better. I think that's where like a foot specialist is or something like that. So he hasn't been with the team. He hasn't been like anywhere around this organization. So I I don't know if you had to guess now. But I know one thing that helps foot and ankle injuries 
and knee injuries is not weighing 300 pounds. Yeah, I was going to say uh, <laughs> weighing less. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, especially with – and he's such a di- different specimen because he, of his athleticism so and everything athletic. he's able to do. But everybody knew, like, with that weight and that size and that athleticism, there's a very high chance that it doesn't really work out no. with his body. And, and so far that's been the case. If you had to guess right now, do you think Zion is with the Pelicans here – you know, in the next couple years, or you think this relationship is already almost so fractured that, that there's no return for him. I I don't see him making it to 2024 with them. Yeah. So maybe next year and that's it. And then try to force his way out via trade or something like that. And they would probably be okay with that because then they could get some pieces that would actually play. Yeah, you have to trade him if you're the Pelicans. That's you, you can't just yeah. let him walk in free agency. You would have to you'd have to get something back for him. But it's kind of a situation that I think is going to develop some more as we head into the offseason and stuff like that. But if anything breaks, we'll be sure to update you guys on that. But that's kind of all we got for NBA news this week. Oh, other thing I saw today is New York might is looking to yeah. phase out their a vaccine mandate so Kyrie might be Woo! able to play once again for the Nets not only on the road but at home and Ben Simmons is looking like he might return in a uh in weeks instead of months so video right of Kyle Corver is yeah. his shooting specialist I was like damn that's a good person to try to teach you to shoot. Yeah, uh, listen to that guy. Good god. <laughs> yeah, take all the notes you can Ben Simmons, but ultimately you know, I don't like the Nets, but I wish best for Ben Simmons. I think he's an interesting player, so I hope, you know, he finds success there. But that'll do it for the NBA coming up next, Shot Bets. We're going streaky! All right, so last week, we, me and Dustin split on our shot bets. First shot bet was Texas Tech versus Texas on Saturday. Texas was a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Me and Dustin both, sight unseen, took Texas Tech against that spread. And, of course, Texas Tech not only covered, but won the game outright. Beat their ass. So we get the shot bet victory there. But on the three-point contest, a little more difficult for us because he had a one-in-six chance of winning this one. <laughs> we both lost. Dustin took Zach Levine. I took C.J. McCollum. And Carl Anthony Towns was the three-point champion, giving us That's both the true. shot bet defeat there. So currently at this moment, Arlie still owes us 25 shots. <laughs> still owes us 25. Uh, I currently owe three, and Dustin owes six. So if you... You or know anyone out there who owes us a shot, make sure you you know pay that debt off. Send us a video. Send us a picture. Send us a text. If you know us personally, let us know you've paid off that debt. This week's shot bets, shot bet number one, will be Kansas versus Baylor on Saturday, a pivotal Big 12 conference matchup uh, in Waco. And so as we get to the point of the year where there's no football, uh, we got to get creative with some of our shot bets. So that'll be shot bet number one. Uh, we don't know the spread on that yet. Uh, so once we do, we will tweet that out and make our picks there. Unless 
Dustin, you have a confidence pick that you're going to go. I feel like this one's probably going to be a, a one, two point spread. It is, it's probably going to be about as big a toss up as any. On which game? Kansas Baylor. Kansas Baylor. Yeah, I'll wait on that one. Yeah, I'll wait on that one as well. And then our second shot bet will be Kansas State versus Texas Tech on Monday as Texas Tech closes out its home schedule on Monday. We do not know the spread on that either. We probably won't know till Sunday or early Monday, so we'll tweet that out when that one comes out. I would expect a close double, you know, to double digit line for that one, but we'll make sure y'all are aware of it and make sure we get those shot bet picks out so you know which way we are rolling. Um, we already mentioned how much shots we each owe. With that, Dustin, what is your final shot for week 72 of Tailgate Talks and the new era of Tailgate Talks new where era. it's just us two? <laughs> yeah, new era and going into new things. But I do have a little NFL I wanted to throw in there, some fun things. And we all know that the Rams won the Super Bowl. And Van Jefferson, wide receiver for the Rams, his wife yep. was in attendance at the Super Bowl, super pregnant, had to literally leave in the third quarter to go deliver this baby. It was coming. Couldn't wait for the end of the game. Van Jefferson couldn't even, like, celebrate winning. He no, had, yeah. had to get run out and go. Named his kid Champ. Oh, man. Named Great his name. kid after. Like, that kid's going to grow up. Hey, Champ Jefferson, what, what are you named after the Super Bowl? <laughs> what a story. <laughs> that kid's going to be a legend. And he'll be able to pull up the Super Bowl. <laughs> he'll be able to pull up that great video that they had of that lady letting him know, like, your wife is Ooh, giving birth right now. And, and him yeah. telling his kids, we got to go. <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> like, that's yeah, crazy. That's, that's freaking awesome. Named after the Super Bowl. What a what a legend already. That's awesome. I can't wait for like in 20 years us to find out where he's going to college. Yep. <laughs> um, or I guess that would be 18 years. That's a little off on that. My final shot is what I thought your final shot was going to be because you were tweeting about it. You were sending us all uh, messages about it. But Juwan Howard. Oh, and, Juwan Howard. I'm already over it. I'm already over it. <laughs> It was wild, though. Go on. It was wild. Uh, Jawan Howard got into it with the Wisconsin head coach, Greg Gard, the Wisconsin assistant head uh, coach. I don't remember his name, but uh, after the game, there was a scuffle, to say the least. Uh, And Jawan Howard slapped. Or I I don't really know what you'd call it. He didn't punch him, but another he, podcast list who called it a smush. A smush, yes. Which is good. Yeah, yeah. Good phrasing face. for that. It's kind of a slap push movement all at the same time. Um, but I mean, if you're unfamiliar with why he did, it was because Wisconsin was up 15, and for some reason Michigan was full court pressing them at the end of the game. Wisconsin couldn't get the ball up the court, so they called the timeout. With um, their backups in. With their backups in. And Juwan took exception to that, and that's kind of what started the scuffle. Did you have any – I don't know. I, I, I kind of think both of it, it's all bullshit. Like, if you're going to press, then yes. Wisconsin has the chance to call a timeout. and It's – totally. And there's some rule – Greg already explained himself. There's some rule, like, if it's under yeah. a minute – you get to reset the shot clock with the timeout. The, yeah. The so the 10 second uh, up the court clock. Yeah. So, so the ball, the ball he's went just out saving of bounds. his team and coaching. Like he's just coaching his kids. Like, 
Yeah, so the ball went out of bounds, and they would have had four seconds to get it across the court, across midcourt, unless he called that timeout. So he ends up calling the timeout in order to give them a fresh 10 seconds so they can get it off. It's just solid basketball. Don't press. Yeah, this could have been avoided if you just don't press. Like, John Howard, you could have ended the game yourself. Yeah. Don't press. Like, you didn't see Oklahoma, like – being super aggressive, trying to press our ass. Like we no. were trying hard because we wanted to keep them under 40 points. Like, yeah, no, like once the game's in hand like that, I mean, like you're a 500 team, like his squad is like, dude, what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was all kind of bullshit. It was like, man, I think he's just, I think he's just a sore loser and like, can't, can't yeah. handle like shaking the coach's hand and then go to the locker room and get pissed off, dude. God. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But that will do it for this week's episode of The Tailgate. Be sure you're following us on Apple and Spotify. Follow us on social medias as well, especially on Twitter. Tailgate underscore talks there. Hey, we'll catch y'all at the next Tailgate. Peace.